Hey guys, welcome back to Football Fridays, our student podcast where we review some of the current news and highlights of the popular American sport. Of course, like usual, we are here on a Friday. For our listeners today, we'll be having a few speakers, some of Northwood's most talented athletes and commentators, just to give us a little bit of info on the league and some of its status right now. Be sure to tune in every single Friday and subscribe to our channel for more information. Hey guys, so today we're here joined with Christian Martinez, a quarterback and wide receiver for the Northwood Timberwolves, and he's here kind of just to talk a little bit about, you know, football and how the season went for him. He was recruited from Muskegon Catholic Central a few years ago. Um, so Christian, thanks for joining us today. Nice to have you. Do you just want to kind of talk a little bit about the recruiting process and how that went for you? Thanks for having me. Um, I'm glad to be with you guys. Uh, the recruiting process was interesting uh out of high school i got recruited by mostly gliad schools um i actually went to davenport my coaching staff left went to western um so i decided to leave northwood was still interested and now i'm here well thanks for that christian well we're glad to have you i see you've been a pretty key contributor into the Northwood Timberwolf football athletic team here at the university. So I know recently you kind of had the spring game going on last week. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about how the atmosphere was at that game, how it um, was for you just to be a part of that? Yeah, the atmosphere was uh, it was really good. We had a lot of people. We had uh, recruits up. Um, it was definitely good for us because as an offense, um, we felt like we did a lot of good things. And the defense couldn't stop us that day. Um, So on our side of the ball, we were really uh, excited. Um, We got to, uh, let me think, we had a couple of team periods. Um, That was good to see. Good to see some young people, um, their first time in the game atmosphere, really. So that was probably just the best part of the day was everyone getting reps and everybody having their, so are the young people having their first game experience? Well, glad to hear it. And do you think, do, do you know if anybody from, from your high school is coming here in the future at all? Uh, no, as of right now, no one from my high school is. Um, trying to get them to, but there's just me right now. So hopefully we can get some more in the future. But as of right now, there's nobody lined up. Gotcha, gotcha. And I want to talk about something we kind of stated at the beginning. You, So you play quarterback and wide receiver here at Northwood. How kind of did you get involved with that? Did you play both positions in high school? or? Yeah, well, I never played receiver um, in my life. I uh, played quarterback and DB in high school. Um, I made the transition to receiver last year. Um, we were then one week, a couple injuries. I ended up going back and forth a little between the season, quarterback and receiver. Um, I actually was, then I was back at quarterback full time to start spring. And then uh, the coaches and I decided that they want me to stay at quarterback, but also go back and take some reps at receiver and work a little of both and just find ways to be active and help the team. And that was the best way at 
those two positions. Cool. Well, that's awesome that you've been able to kind of improve there in that aspect and get to try something new. You know, your, your first year at Northwood, that's definitely something to look forward to. Um, what specific coach do you think? Do you have one in particular that's been more of a influencer at those positions for you? or? Um, they're all pretty good on the offensive side of the ball. They all help in their own unique way. Um, they, they all go above and beyond, so I think there's no one in particular. Um, if I need to meet with any of them, they'll be there. Any extra help um, from Coach Haynes to the O-line coach. So, Well, that's great to hear. I'm glad. You know, I, I, I kind of been keeping up on the Timberwolves, and we saw that they had a pretty successful season this year, so glad to have you out there on the field with them. Um, other than the two positions, is there anything that you think in particular you improved on the most being here at Northwood? Uh, yeah, just the playbook and understanding the offense more and seeing things that the defense does. Um, a lot of checks in our run game in this offense. I think I came a long way in terms of that stuff to get better at identifying some things. But uh, overall, as a whole, that would probably be the biggest improvement is the mental side of things. Awesome. Well, I mean, Christian, like I said, very glad to have you here on Football Fridays. I guess the only other question I would have for you is, is what, what do you think that you and your team, your boys, will do this summer just to get ready and prepare for the next upcoming fall season for you guys? Uh, this summer, that will be big. Um, we'll, we'll be running a lot, hopefully lifting, um, but running will be the big thing. we got to come to camp in shape and ready to go. Um, we can't spend time in camp trying to get in shape, so... I think the biggest thing will be holding each other accountable and keeping up our communication with each other to make sure everybody's taking care of their side of the conditioning aspect and uh, staying physically fit while also staying sharp mentally and just making good decisions as a whole. So I think the biggest part of the summer will be our communication and holding each other, holding each other accountable. Sorry. And uh, thank you for having me as well, once again. Awesome, Christian. Well, like I said, thanks again for, you know, coming on the show today. Thanks for giving us your time and your kind of ideas and opinions. And good luck. Good luck in this season. Thank you. Appreciate it. This podcast today is brought to you by Football Friday sponsor Walmart and the Walmart Yodeling Kid, Mason Ramsey. Save money, live better, Walmart. Welcome back to Football Fridays. Today we're here joined with Brady, Teddy, and Christian of Northwood University, and they're just kind of here to talk to us a little bit about the upcoming draft and the facts and stats going on within the season right now. So you guys want to start off? Yeah, to uh, start off, uh, each, of our, each of us are going to go through our uh, top 10 projected picks for the 2018 NFL Draft. Uh, we're going to start with Brady and the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Uh, who do you think they're going to take? I'm a very uh, quarterback heavy in the front half of the first round of the draft. So I have Josh Allen going number one to the Browns. Now, I think... Coming out of Wyoming, he's, he's a real tall quarterback. Uh, arm strength is incredible. His decision-making, everything about him just it looks really, really good to me. What about you? Um, I had Sam Darnold out of uh, USC, also a quarterback. I just thought he fits into the Cleveland offense more. 
because USC plays a lot of Cleveland offense, and it's just more similar. Well, you, Christian? well Christian, as a quarterback, how do you feel about this? Well, I actually am going to say something that goes against the quarterback way, but I'm thinking Saquon at number one with a little shakeup in the draft, and then, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Now, Christian, why do you think they'll take Saquon over a quarterback with the first pick? Because I think that they haven't made it clear what quarterback they want to get. Um, today, with the emerging news that they might take Baker Mayfield, they're kind of shaking things up. And I feel like they can get the quarterback they want at four and take Saquon at one versus taking the quarterback at one and having the Giants take Saquon at two. Yeah, uh, that does lead into uh, my next pick. I, in round two, I had the Giants taking Saquon. I do agree that if the Cleveland's really wanted a running back versus a quarterback, that they could get a solid quarterback in round four. But I think that Sam Darnold will be just a perfect choice for their number one pick if they want someone to fit into uh, their offense. I'm going to go the opposite way here, Teddy. Uh, I think the Giants, with Eli Manning kind of nearing the end of his career, I think they're going to bring in another quarterback. Uh, I have them picking Josh Rosen with number two. Um, the reason I think that is uh, with Eli Manning's leadership, I think having Josh Rosen there for a couple years under, uh, behind him as the backup quarterback, Eli can really uh, groom him into becoming the franchise quarterback for years to come. Okay. Who did you have going round two, Christian? Um, with number two, I had the Giants taking Josh Allen. Um, I think he's got a lot of upside. Um, like like you guys mentioned, Eli, he's getting he's getting old, and I feel like Josh Allen that would be a good person for him to learn some things from. Uh, they got some good weapons around them. Hopefully, they build on that in this draft, and um, I think Josh Allen will definitely be a good pick for them at number two think they might take that gamble. Now, I'll go ahead and uh, start off my third pick. With the Jets, this is why I say I have a really quarterback-heavy uh, draft, is I have them going with Sam Darnold. Now, I know you had Sam Darnold going number one, Teddy. I believe <coughs> he's going to fall a little bit, uh, just because I think the other two quarterbacks that I have ahead of him are, are more talented and more NFL-ready. However, that does not mean that he is not NFL-ready. Uh, I think if he gets thrown in at the Jets, he can be a solid quarterback for years to come, just like the first two ahead of him. I mean, I totally agree that uh, the Jets need a quarterback. I mean, they have Josh McCown as their starter right now, who has not had a good couple seasons. Um, I think rather than uh, Sam Darnold, that I think they're going to take Baker Mayfield because uh, his personality fits there pretty well. He's a, I know he's a big personality, and, like, you know, the New York guys, like, they like to – Going on, you know, they, you know. Um, but I think that uh, Baker Mayfield will fit well from Oklahoma. At three, I think uh, I agree. I think that the Jets will take Sam Darnold. Um, he, I feel like he drops in, in not being the first quarterback taken because of some mechanic issues. And um, he has to take care of the ball more, make better decisions with the ball. The talent's there, obviously, um, but I just have Josh Allen ahead of him slightly. And I think, like I said before, I think Josh Allen has more upside, which is why I think Sam Darnold would drop to three. All right. All right, moving on to round four, the Cleveland's second pick. Uh, 
Brady, you want to take that? Yeah, so this is where I have Saquon Barkley going. I think with the first three teams, the Browns, Giants, and Jets, I think they all, they're all going to take a quarterback, which uh, leaves Saquon wide open for the Browns to take at number four. Um, like Christian said, uh, he's very, very talented, and uh, he obviously has potential to be the first pick in the draft. However, I feel that a quarterback can make more of an impact for years to come, uh, being the leader of the offense. That's why I think the three will go ahead of Saquon, uh, but there's no way he slips out of the top five, so that's why I have him going number four to the Browns, creating a dynamic duo between uh, Josh Allen and Saquon Barkley. Um, see, I, I totally agree that if Saquon Barkley falls to number four by some miracle that the Cleveland should take him. But other than that, I think they need a defensive end after that. And Bradley Chubb is the by far the best defensive end in the draft coming out of NC State. And I think he'd fit in pretty well at Cleveland. With Cleveland's four pick, I think they'll shock everybody and take Baker Mayfield. Um, sounds a little risky after what happened with Johnny Manziel. Uh, they're kind of similar in terms of some character issues, but I mean, he's a fierce competitor what you need when you're trying to get out of a slump of consistent losing seasons. And I think they can get the quarterback they want and also get a playmaker and Saquon around them and make some things happen. Yeah, um, Cleveland could definitely use a new quarterback, except in like the last, since 1999, they've had a new quarterback 29 times. And Baker Mayfield could be falling into the mold of Johnny Manziel where he could shock everyone in. Yeah, and then you got Tyrod there right yeah. now, and you don't have to rush him into anything. Tyrod Taylor's a playoff quarterback, um, a proven quarterback in the NFL. Uh, similar body type to Johnny Manziel as well. They're both mobile. I mean, Johnny Manziel and Baker Mayfield, they're both mobile guys, yep. short. Um, so if you wanted to have someone learn from a successful quarterback, the same type of quarterback, that's not a bad pick for Cleveland. I agree. All right, moving on to round five, we got uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, so I, I, uh, I'm gonna shock everybody. I know they just uh, acquired Case Keenum in the off season. However, I think they're gonna go ahead and take Baker Mayfield with the fifth pick. Now, Case Keenum had an amazing year last year with the Vikings, but it's, uh, I mean, it's nothing's guaranteed with him. He, he didn't really have that consistent of a career. Uh, last year, he could have been a one-hit wonder, uh, so they're kind of gambling with Case Keenum. They they kind of fell out of the, the race with uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, but I really think um, they're going to go with Baker Mayfield, and same thing with the Giants. Uh, I think Case Keenum has a strong head on him. He's going to take in Baker Mayfield, you know, groom him to become, like just like the Giants will, uh, Josh Rosen, take him to become a franchise quarterback for years to come. With that great defense that Denver has, they could be a contender for a long time. Uh, yeah, I totally agree that they should take a quarterback, and uh, I think Josh Allen out of Wyoming would be a great fit. He would be uh, the backup to Case Keenum after this year. Case Keenum's got the two-year deal, but as uh, they still uh, Denver still has Pegs and Lynch that Josh Allen would have to compete with, and that would create a hot quarterback race in Denver after uh, Keenum gets gets out of there. Uh, with this pick, I believe that they'll take a um, a quarterback as well. I think they're going to go with Josh Rosen. Um, Keenum is a prove, I mean, he's a proven quarterback, but he's a little inconsistent. He hasn't had, I don't think, just multiple great seasons. Last year, he obviously raised some eyes. But 
I feel like you have to bring in a quarterback. Keenum's also a little older, and if you're looking towards your future, I feel like Josh Allen's the right move for what hasn't been a stable quarterback situation in Denver the past couple of years also. Uh, moving on to round six, we got the Indianapolis Colts. I'll go ahead. Uh, so the Colts, I think, are, are betting on Andrew <coughs> Luck coming back. However, that's a big gamble that they're willing to take. He's not played in over a year. Uh, I don't think he's thrown a football in over a year. Uh, but However, I'm betting on that as well, that he's going to come back stronger, healthier than ever, and they need to really uh, up their <coughs> defense, and I think they'll go ahead and choose Denzel Ward out of uh, Ohio State, um, a strong cornerback um, who will really uh, jumpstart the defense. Yeah, I also had uh, Denzel Ward out of Ohio State going round six. Um, the Indianapolis' defense has struggled after the last few years, and they could definitely use a kick in the butt. At six, I got them going with um, Roquan Smith from Georgia. Um, he's a great backer. He's fast, he's so he can play sideline to sideline. Um, you know, he can defend the pass as well, which is important in today's league, while also being able to come downhill and make plays. Uh, obviously, Indianapolis needs playmakers on defense. Um, I could also see them taking a, a DB and Denzel Ward, but after taking Malik Hooker last year, I feel like they're going to try to solidify what they got in the box, and I think Roquan Smith's a great pick. Moving on to round seven, we have uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So with the Buccaneers, I have them taking Bradley Chubb, defensive end at NC State. The reason I have them taking this is they have a very good offense with uh, James Winston being their leader and Mike Evans on there. Um, I think their defense isn't bad, but to get a strong defensive end in Bradley Chubb, that'll really solidify the defensive line and uh, just really jumpstart them and hopefully uh, get them back in the playoff race. Yeah, uh, I do. I do think that they have a very solid offense. They might need a little work on the offensive line, but their defense is what has kept them out of uh, playoff contention at all for uh, the last year or so. So I think they could use a new safety in Der- Derwin James out of FSU. Uh, pretty quick guy. Um, they some people have compared him to Darius Slay out of Detroit, and I think he could be a very good addition to the team. I think Tampa's going to go with Derwin James um, as well. He's a versatile DB. You can put him in the slot. You can put him at on a corner, and you also can put him at safety. With the help that they need in their secondary, I don't see how you can go wrong with, with him. Um, obviously, Denzel Ward and uh, Minka Fitzpatrick would be great picks, but Denzel Ward's going to be strictly at the corner. Minka's versatile as well. He can line up over the slot. Also, I know he played some nickel early on at Alabama, but Derwin James is more of an outside corner or a nickel if you want him to be, or a safety if you need him to be as well. So, I think you just you have to take that versatility, and with the struggles that they had in the secondary, you can't go wrong with that. Um, uh, after Tampa Bay, we have uh, Chicago Bears drafting round eight. Now I have probably surprising pick to most uh the bears need a lot of pieces in a lot of different places um i don't think they're ready for anything yet however i feel where they could really improve most is the wide receiver position i have calvin ridley from alabama sliding into the top 10 uh most experts don't have him getting picked until the later of the first round i feel he has 
insane amount of talent and paired up with Mitch Trubisky, I think that those two would be a dynamic duo for years to come and, and really get them going in the right uh, direction. Uh, you know, like I said, they, they, any, any position can really help the Bears at this point, but uh, I have Calvin Ridley going there. Yeah, the, um, the Bears definitely have struggled over the last few years in the NFC North. They don't have a lot of great talent anywhere, really. But uh, I think especially on the offensive line, they need some pass protection. And uh, Quentin Nelson, the guard out of Notre Dame, I think would be a great help to them. Yeah, I think Quentin Nelson will definitely, Quentin Nelson will definitely go at eight. Um, a receiver would be nice for Chicago, but Mitch Trubisky's young and you need someone to protect him. And... I mean, there's not really many good situations going on right now in Chicago. Um, and arguably the most important part is the line, and you can't do anything without a line. So to have a guard like Quentin Nelson right there would be great for Trubisky and the Bears in years to come. Uh, heading into round nine, we have uh, San Francisco 49ers. So with the 49ers, uh, I have them picking uh, Roquan Smith out of Georgia. Linebacker, uh, I think... You know, 49ers have had really, really good, talented linebackers in the last couple of years. However, they've fallen into some trouble here and there. Um, I think picking Roquan Smith and, and hopefully getting him on the right track will uh, really uh, make their defense really strong. And with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo returning as a quarterback, I think the 49ers could be a, a threat uh, that everybody needs to watch out for. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, on offense, they've been solid this year. They get a uh... Jason Pierre-Paul, and then Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so I definitely think they could use some help on defense with uh, Roquan Smith as well out of Georgia because uh, he's been a pretty solid outside linebacker at uh, Georgia and definitely made a lot of plays there, and he could help uh, 49ers work on it. Um, at nine, I'm, I'm going to have San Francisco going with Denzel Ward. Um, I know it's tough with everything that's going on with their linebacker situation and Reuben Foster, depending on how his legal case goes. Um, that could be a great pick for them if Roquan Smith's on the board, but uh, they also need help everywhere on defense and the secondary, would, that'd be a huge boost for them with Denzel Ward, 4-3 guy, um, really good in man coverage. Um, he'll adapt well to the zone coverage as well. and. If you throw him in there with the young D-line that they're trying to build up, I think that's a good piece for their defense. Yeah, for sure. Um, running off our uh, first 10, we got uh, the Oakland Raiders. So for uh, for the 10th pick with the Raiders, um, I'm going to go offensive line. Uh, Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame. I think uh, with Derek Carr, I really think that they need to protect him at all costs. Um, and I, I think that's been a little bit of an issue lately. Um, if they can really get an offensive line, a strong offensive line, their uh, their defense is pretty set. They're pretty solid there uh, with Khalil Mack. Um, but their offense is, is really, really dangerous as well. And uh, like Christian said, the offensive line is arguably the most uh, important part of the game. If, if you don't have a good offensive line, you don't have a good offense. So I, I have them taking Quentin Nelson. At 10, I got them taking – this This is a tough one for me. Um, but I got him taking Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, they just drafted Gary on Conley for, for, to play corner for them last year. Um, you know, 
it would have been nice for them if Derwin James was on the board. I think he'll be off the board. Um, you can't go wrong with Minka as well, though. And Oakland's got a solid offense. Um, you know, they just got Jordy Nelson and, uh, to go with Derek Carr, which is huge. So I think if you can build the defense up and add some players in the secondary, you'll have two young first-round picks with uh, Gary Conley last year and then Minka Fitzpatrick this year. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I also have uh, Minka Fitzpatrick coming from Alabama to play. I think uh, Oakland, since they added Jordy Nelson in the offseason, uh, that pretty much fixed a lot of their offensive problem. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is a very versatile player, very quick. Uh, he ran a 4.46 at the combine, and his vertical jump is 33 inches. I think having that at safety would be a very valuable addition to the team. Hey, well, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming in today. Um, obviously, one of the things we do need to keep in mind is that this is, you know, the most competitive division out there right now. You know, we've had some some big players make some key contributions to their team and their aspects as well. And, you know, Brady, you kind of touched on it a little bit. There's quite a few players out there right now that have some injuries going on. You know, have any of these injuries at all affected the way that the outcome, the way that you've chosen your teams and how you think the draft's going at all? Absolutely. Um, like I said, uh, many teams have a lot of injuries. That, that's going to determine exactly where these players are going to fall. Um, and not even just injuries. Uh, like I said, for the 49ers, like, there's a lot, of, a lot of defensive players that they've had a history of, um, you know, not even just injuries, uh, just trouble with the law. You know, they can't play because they're in trouble. So hopefully wherever these players go, um, wherever they end up, they stay injury-free, uh, they stay out of trouble, uh, get put in the right direction, and uh, hopefully they'll make a, a solid impact uh, for their, their chosen teams. Gotcha. All right, well, I mean, thanks again, guys. I guess the only other thing I would want to know, I'm kind of curious, is do you have a, you know, one favorite team in general that you'd have? Oh, absolutely. My, mine is the Lions. It's hard to root for them uh, year after year, but hopefully with new coach Matt Patricia, uh, we'll get the defense straightened out, more disciplined, and uh, hopefully make a run at the playoffs and end the drought, the Super Bowl drought, uh, in the next couple of years. What about you, Teddy? Yeah, I mean, obviously I want the Lions to win. They had a tough, tough last couple of years, especially going on in 16. That killed, that killed a lot of us as fans, but uh, I think they have a pretty solid possibility of uh, not only winning the NFC North, but winning the Super Bowl. I want the Saints. I mean, I'm a Saints guy. Um, well, I was a Saints guy. Uh, Willie Sneed's from my hometown, and so I, I root for them. But he's gone now with the Ravens. So uh, I guess I'm really just I'm gonna support the Lions. I hope everything works out for them, and we'll see what they can do with the draft. And hopefully, Patricia can come in and continue getting them to the playoffs and actually winning in the playoffs. If I can add one more thing, I just really think that uh, bringing in a solid coach, he was a defensive coordinator with the Patriots, uh, a storied franchise, I really think we're headed in the right direction as Lions fans. Uh, with, uh, just I think last couple coaches haven't had the team you know, disciplined. We've pretty close to leading the league in penalties. I think with Matt Patricia getting them turned around, I, I think the future looks really bright for the Lions. Being from Michigan, it sounds like we have quite a few Lions fans out here, guys. Uh, thanks again for, you know, coming on air today. Glad glad to have you. Hopefully, you know, your 
Your predictions are pretty close for the upcoming season. Good. This podcast today is brought to you by Football Friday sponsor J. Cole and his newest album, K.O.D. Available now on iTunes, Spotify, and in-store. Welcome back to another segment of Football Fridays. Today we're joined with Brady Goka, and he's here to talk to us and our viewers a little bit just about, you know, the business aspect of the NFL and how, you know, how things are turning out right now. So, Brady? Well, thanks, Ashton. I appreciate you having me on today. Um, I'm just going to talk about quickly some of the big news headlines going on in the NFL, uh, like you said, about the business uh, portion. So first, uh, there's reports that Brett Favre might be uh, coming to the booth. And when I say booth, I mean, you know, TV broadcasting. Um, So this year, uh, Tony Romo was introduced to that, and not many people liked him. Uh, Me, personally, I didn't mind him. He didn't let the moment breathe enough. But uh, I liked him in the fact that uh, he did um, provide a lot of uh, knowledge to the game. Like, he, he's really, really knowledgeable being a quarterback for the Cowboys for many, many years. I think if Brett Favre were to come in, uh, he'd do an excellent job just like he did. Uh, and also, another big headline is the NFL plans on moving up the game times for their primetime games. So for Monday Night Football, they're going to move up from 8.30 time slot to an 8.15 time slot. Uh, Thursday night football will move from 8.25 and start at 8.20, and Sunday night football moves up from 8.30 to 8.20. Now, these don't seem like big changes. However, they think that it's going to make the game speed go a lot quicker and end the games earlier, which will draw more uh, viewers. The last thing I'm going to talk about today is Thursday night color rush is canceled. So, so Brady, just for some of our viewers that don't necessarily know what the Color Rush is, can you kind of explain that for them for us? So Color Rush is a really neat aspect that the NFL brought back, uh, brought into fruition a couple years ago. Um, so each team that plays on Thursday night, to draw more fans, they introduce Color Rush, which is both teams will have completely one color designated to their team. So the helmets, the tops, the bottoms, the socks, the cleats... Uh, the sleeves, everything about it is that one color. For example, I don't know if anybody has seen uh, the Seattle Seahawks have a really, really bright green. Um, that usually is paired up against, you know, a darker color, uh, say the Oakland Raiders. Well, that, they'd be all black or something. Uh, so they're canceling the color rush this year. They say that instead of, they're still going to have Thursday night games, but instead of the color rush, they're going to focus on stronger matchups uh, for example, maybe you'll get a Patriots-Steelers game instead of a Dolphins-Jets game. Uh, they think that's going to provide more viewers, which I personally disagree with. Uh, I really liked the color rush. Sometimes that's the only reason I would tune in. Uh, I sound like a kid when I say that, but I mean it. And they, the NFL um, executives say that real football fans don't need gimmicks. Uh, they'll watch the games on Thursday night anyway. But uh, that's all I have today, Ashton. Thank you for having me on, and I appreciate it. Hey, Brady, thanks again for coming out today. We're, we're glad to get some of that insights into the NFL, so, so thanks, man. Football fans, be sure to tune in again next Friday for more information and news and updates.